You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. Well, here we are, the last week of the Forgiving Challenge. If you're visiting with with us this morning, we've been working through a 40-day forgiving challenge from the Red Letter series. So we started out the first week, if we review just a little bit, with the acronym SCARS. And we've been working through each letter as each week has gone by, and it's been quite a process. So let's see. We started with S for sin. The second week was confessing those sins, RC. And then Pastor Gerber talked about absolution. That was the A. So if you were at the 1030 service last week, which I was, you were, a couple people in here were, you would have heard the, the ECC little kiddos sing a song. And the song was called Squeaky Clean. And I was like, man, I wish we'd have sung that the week before. Because you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of getting my hair washed by my mother when I was a little boy. Does anyone remember their mothers washing their hair beside me? Or am I just weird? Okay? And I'm telling you, little Nebraska boys in the summer had some dirty hair. Sometimes it took two shampoos even. And we had just the perfect place for for our mom to wash our hair. We had this flat counter in the foyer, which also was the laundry room, so so this huge laundry sink, and so we could actually lay flat, all the way flat, and put her head back in this big laundry sink, and then she she had a little hose, you know, and she got the water just the right temperature. And she would wet our hair, and then she would, you know, just, oh, it felt so good. But then she had to get that shampoo out. She had to get that dirt out. And the only way she knew for sure that there was no residue of shampoo and no dirt left was how? Squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. And if it wasn't squeaky, she would just wash it again. That's absolution. Getting all the dirt, all the sin off of us. What a wonderful picture. So then last week, restoration, R. As Peter was restored, we are restored daily to our calling. Our calling to be children of God and to walk in His ways and Walking in his ways. Now, now we're getting to our last S of the day. Sanctification. Sanctification. So I had a difficult time going back to sleep on Tuesday night. So I got up in the middle of the night, had to use the restroom, then I went back to sleep. I tried to go back to sleep. I couldn't get back to sleep. 
Does anyone else have that problem? Actually, does anyone have both of those problems? Having to get up and go to the bathroom and not being able to get back to sleep. So believe it or not, I started thinking about sanctification. How was I going to explain this big word to everyone so you could understand it this morning? So my brain started going, and out of nowhere, I thought of, we started with S, we're ending with S. We have two bookends, two bookend S's. And so since I couldn't sleep, I texted myself a note so that I wouldn't forget. And I just texted myself, bookends. Then I had to remember what that text was the next morning. So I wrote on a little scratch piece of paper kind of the, this vision that came in my head, and I, and I gave it to Joanne, and look what she came up with. Do you see the bookends? And how we have been moving and progressing along to finally today, the grand finale. The grand finale, sanctification. I'm lost. I've got to get back to my notes. I'm sorry. I went way off of what I was talking about. So what a finale it's going to be today for you. Yes, we have understood the importance of acknowledging and confessing our sins. We certainly have acknowledged that. Yes, we have been blessed to hear about and believe that our sins are absolved. We have been made squeaky clean. And yes, we have been blessed to hear the, that God restores us, restores those who desire to be, who He calls us to be, redeemed children of God. But as we moved right to left on the bookshelf of forgiveness, our, our second book in sanctification takes forgiveness to new and exciting levels. It, it is the ultimate result of forgiveness. So you might be asking yourself at this point, is he ever going to get to actually talking about sanctification? Help us understand what sanctification is? I agree. Let's get on with it. Here's the definition. Action of making something holy to set apart. Action of making something holy? Well, what does holy mean? It's a word that at least we're more familiar with. So here's the definition of holy. Perfect in goodness and righteousness. Perfect in goodness and righteousness. Perfect? Well, how is that possible? After all, aren't we born sinful and unclean? Well, of course we are. But that's why today is the grand finale, the perfect bookend to this 40-day challenge as we have been working through forgiveness. Holiness has been God's goal from the very beginning. From the very beginning, from the first promise after the fall. To bring us back to holiness, to restore our holiness, save us from our sinful nature. After all, God created us in His holy image. 
Genesis 1, 27a, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Well, God is holy. God created us holy, good and righteous creatures made in his image. And then we messed it all up. Through the first Adam, sin became part of our nature. Not holiness. But God didn't give up on us. He set forth and proclaimed to Satan in Genesis 3.15 that he loves us so much that he would restore our holiness by crushing sin, death, and the devil. He would make us, his special human creatures, holy again. Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and, he, and you will strike his heel. So God put into motion a plan that would eventually lead to sending the second Adam, Jesus, the Christ, his one and only Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but to save the world, to make us holy again. The goodness of Jesus, the holiness of Jesus will win the day. He will crush Satan. He will lock up Satan in hell forever on the last day. But we don't have to wait until the last day. God's holiness is available to us right here, right now. We're reminded of this in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10. We have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. In other words, we have been made holy through Christ's actions on the cross. So you're likely saying to yourself right now that you don't always feel so holy. You know your thoughts. You know your words. You know your actions. You even know your non-actions what you do and don't do. Trying to live a holy life, trying to live a sanctified life is hard. God knows it is, but it doesn't mean we give up trying. You see, sanctification is a process. The Holy Spirit works in us daily in our struggles, in our battle against sin and Satan. It is through the Holy Spirit's power and guidance that we are like Christ that we conform to Christ's holiness, that we're able to walk hand in hand with God. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Holy Spirit. Did you catch it? from one degree of glory to another. We will never be perfectly holy until the last day when Jesus will return to make all things new. But until then, God does desire for us to try to go from glory to a little more glory to a little more glory to eventually Christ-likeness when we finally take our last breath on this earth. 
by the grace of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that comes to us in our baptisms, well, we are born again to a God-honoring life, restored in the image of righteousness and holiness. At our 1030 service, Scars has been our theme song. Last week, we, we read a little verse that, that helped us understand restoration. Well, there's this one little line in the song Scars that we'll be singing later today that's about sanctification. It says, and with my life, I'll tell of who you are. With my life, I'll tell of who you are. What an easy way to understand sanctification. Because Christ, the new Adam, he gave himself. And there are new motives. Fear is no longer our motive. Rather, the, the comforts of the gospel motivate us to be Christ-like, to honor Him in the way we live, to delight in Him and please Him in the way we live. We owe Him everything because He gave all of Himself. So what do I give Him, you might be asking at this point. What does God want from me? What does God expect from me? Paul reminds us in a very familiar verse that he wants from us what he expects from us, from us as believers in the salvation that Jesus earned for us on the cross. Ephesians 2, verse 10. Very familiar verse to all of us. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. In other words... Good works that God has set us up, set apart to do as forgiven believers in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. So how's that going for you? Is the world winning or is Christ winning? Probably depends on the day, doesn't it? Probably depends on the hour, maybe even the minute. Consistent obedience to God, it's a spiritual battle. Living this life in a holy way, in a sanctified way, is not only hard, it's impossible. It's impossible without a mighty and all-powerful Savior and a helping Holy Spirit, but guess what? We have both of them. You not only have a mighty and all-powerful Savior, you have a helping Holy Spirit to guide you on your path to holiness. Still, are you going to struggle? Yes, certainly. But that doesn't mean you throw in the towel to live a holy, sanctified life. God has graciously given us His Word. He has graciously given us the Word, Jesus. We don't need fancy self-help books. And there's a lot of them out there, aren't there? We have the only guidance, the only book we truly need to live a sanctified life. But if we aren't in the Word, it isn't going to be very helpful, is it? So, my question, are you in the Word? Are you really in the Word? 
And what does that look like for you? Is it going to church a couple times a year? Is it going to church a couple times a month? Is it going to church weekly? Is it being in meaningful Bible study? Monthly, weekly, daily? Does it mean being in the Word yourself in a devotional way, digging in to the Word? I'm not trying to make you feel badly this morning. I just know that if it is truly your desire to live a holy, sanctified life, to know the will of God that He has for your life, it will be made clear in one place and one place only in the Word of God. That's where the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit comes to us through His Word and through His sacrament. Being in the Word we, is where we know His will, know His desires for us, know what He wants, what He wants us to seek from Him. Colossians 3, 1-2 If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not things that are on the earth. So here comes the challenging question of the day. Are you seeking things that are above, or are you think, seeking things that are of this world? That probably makes you uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Because I know that I seek things of this world, and not always seek things from above. But let me remind you of what I know about Jesus. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, your Jesus, my Jesus. He knows we won't be perfect. He knows we will seek the things of this world no matter how hard we try. He knows Satan is working hardest on you and on me, believers. That is exactly why He came through for us. He came through for us to make us holy again. You see, when God sees believers, He sees only the blood of the Lamb. You see, he sees someone who is holy, sanctified, walking hand in hand with Jesus. He sees holiness. He sees your holiness, not your sinfulness. By the grace of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, whom He sends to us, we are born again to a God-honoring life, restored in the image of righteousness and holiness. One day, on the last day, we will be like Him. This is the beauty of Lent as we contemplate our own sinfulness, our own unholy behaviors that led us to, to crucify Jesus. Still, 
Still, our gracious God absolves you from your sins daily. He restores you from your sins daily. He sanctifies and makes you holy daily until one day, on the last day, you too will be like Him. Holy, holy, holy. Like the Lord God Almighty. Join me as we sing Holy, 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 the fourth verse. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all the work shall praise Thy name in earth and sky and sea. Blessed Trinity, Lord God Almighty. And blessings to you, Trinity congregation, fellow believers in Christ, and your walk to being made holy every day, getting a little closer to the glory of God that we will all experience on the last day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus.